Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hi, everyone. It's Helen here, the voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne. Today, I'm here to tell you about Woe Begone, a podcast launched on the RQ Network. Woe Begone is a weekly horror sci-fi audio drama series about the nature of power and the implications of linear time. Woe Begone follows Mike Walters, who discovers a mysterious and violent online game. What begins as an exploration of an alternate reality game with real-life consequences quickly becomes a search for the technology that makes the game possible. Each episode has a unique soundtrack composed by creator and writer Dylan Griggs. Listen to Woe Begone, spelled Woe period Begone, wherever you listen to podcasts. Or check out woebegonepod.com for episodes and transcripts. Have fun and see you later. Hello and welcome to episode 43 of the Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Alex Newell, and with me today I have... Lydia Nicholas. Bryn Monroe. Ben Meredith. Who are you playing? The distressed, broken, dirty Hammond. The, oh, I guess I'll have to sort it out again then, Sasha. Zolf Legless Smith. <laughs> so, it's all a bit perilous. We're underground. We're... If we were a DVD, we would have the disclaimer. Contains mild peril. I'd say we've escalated to moderate moderate peril. Damn. Yeah. Oh, but... and, and between me and Zolf, we uh, have now five functional limbs. <laughs> you're, you're rapidly uh... approaching the point where between the two of you, you equal one medium-sized human. <laughs> we are in the bowels of the catacombs beneath Paris in the search of answers for all of the links for all of those names that we have been slowly discovering over time. Yeah, I feel like we're really close <laughs> to working out Anything about what was going on? Yeah. yeah. However, it's, you it's, did. It's, it's as clear as mud. Oh. oh! Like tons of mud falling on our heads from a great height. That that is definitely how I feel about the situation. But yeah, you're Most all literal and metaphorical. It's funny how your priorities shift from how do we uncover this mystery to how do I breathe? How do I, I breathe? breathe? How do I uncover myself? I'm breathe. <laughs> I've got air. Wicked. The rest will sort itself out. Yeah. So, Picking pyramid up of leads. Yeah. yeah, breathing right. Yeah, I've I've bottom. really really shifted that pyramid yeah. for you recently. <laughs> We're now in the situation where Sasha is heading off on her own, investigating only a slightly completely. Oh my god! There are these sound. horrible noises, aren't there? And there was a roar. Oh what! It's yeah. so yeah. bad. It's okay. I'm really hoping it's just a drain, and it's just it yeah. just sounds awful. <laughs> it's really bad. Or it's, that would actually be yeah. incredible. Or yeah. Bertie's oh. drunk and he's turned up to <laughs> yeah. save us. Right, and you cast Hide from Undead. Hide, on, hide from Undead. So, so we are you invisible. are currently hidden from Undead. Yep. Actually, all three of you are for half yeah. yep. there's, there's no way it's going to be an Undead, is it? Oh, it might be. You never know. I will start with no, Hamid and Zolf. Oh, just, good. just for a little bit of a character moment. Hamid is shaking and still covered in dirt and has not changed his outfit, which is a pretty <gasps> bad sign. Hamid, why don't you... Um... 
when you clean yourself up. Oh, oh, um, yeah, that, that, that is, I should do that. Um, hmm, I normally, this hand, um, oh. Well, treat uh, it as a learning experience. You get to cast spells with your offhand now. It, but I use both. Ah, well, there must be some. Maybe, maybe it'll wizards. still, maybe it'll still work. Give it a go. Um, how did it go? Uh, ooh, something a bit like this, maybe? I succeed in casting Prestidigitation. Mm-hmm. There you go. I've done my normal little ritual and summoned a hanky, and I'm just kind of staring at it. In the pitch black. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you need to... You're not going to... I sort of dab ineffectually at my face. Oh. Come on, Hammond. Buck up. Could be worse. Cut to Sasha. Sneaking along. <laughs> yeah. I don't hunt myself. So, I sneak along the corridor. Okay. Presumably you are trying to be stealthy, given yes. the situation. Please give me a stealth roll. Oh, gosh, a two. Uh, <laughs> These are the cursed dice from last session still, aren't eight, they? Plus eight, though, so ten. Ten. Okay, that's fine. So as you proceed, the smell gets steadily worse to the point where, yes, there, there is the roar, but it's a physical presence. It's that foul the smell it is pushing you away from where you are aiming for because it's just repulsion you are this close holding up as he says holding up with a visual <laughs> a small amount close you are a small amount close to being sickened the actual condition if you remember from all of the yep. like yep. rotting those... monkeys yeah we remember that condition yep yeah basically that just from this smell. It's it's vile. It's the worst you've had in a long time. You can still continue. You're not suffering the mechanical penalties, but it's yep. bad. Yep. I mean, you say I'm trying to be sneaky, but I am lighting my path with a loud wind-up. Yeah, and the problem <laughs> is, is that every, like, every minute... <laughs> yep. So what I'll do is I go forwards, see if there's nothing that bad that far, and then walk five paces back rewind the thing sure and then it's very very slow progress it's, it's terribly unsneaky so you proceed in that manner we'll say for about an hour it's hard to judge time you, mm-hmm. you, you don't have a watch or anything like that so it is just in your head i mean again the whole other london thing means you're better at estimating than those yeah. but eventually towards the end of that time you notice that the working of the stone has become more and more primitive so whilst it has been flagstones in poor condition it's not unworked stone but it's nearing that way it, it like the workmanship is worse and it's begun angling down slightly further what used to be arches have become just squared off buttresses and things like that and then you hear the clear sound of sloppy water ahead it's it's hard to describe what it is yeah it's it's too viscous a sound to be water but it is the clear sound of that directly ahead. And your torch, it appears that you've finally reached an opening. Mm-hmm. Your torch basically goes across it, and it's just darkness, implying that there's a large space on the other side that the torch beam isn't powerful enough to really penetrate. What's a huge cavern? You are at the entrance to what you presume is a huge cavern with that sound ahead. She skirts around the edge of the wall, back to the wall, but still trying to kind of throw so, the light. So to you see. enter the cavern. Yeah, I enter the cavern and I go, I think, to, let's say, the right. Just hug the wall. Okay. The thing that you find is there's about a five foot ledge, mm-hmm. and then it's almost 
at first glance, it looks like a chasm. It just, it has a, a, a ten foot drop and you think, oh, whoa, like, it is, it's, it's like a huge bottomless chasm. Then you realise that you're not actually looking at darkness. What you're looking at is almost black liquid. It is rancid. Shining the torch on it, it's occasionally rippling, but there's not really much to it. And then suddenly... It's like the ectoplasm from Ghostbusters 2, but recoloured. Imagine that, but midnight black. Like oil. And then, just occasionally, you start seeing little bumps will poke up and then disappear down. At first it looks like they're alive, then you realise it's not. It's just detritus and things like that. Eventually, a bone pokes its way out of that sort of viscous liquid and drops down. Again, it is a rank, rank smell. You begin edging your way around and you see that it actually appears to be a man-made cavern as opposed to an artificial one. There is some elements of reinforcement in the ceilings. Mm-hmm. But It's just like home. <laughs> but what clearly used to have been the floor has just imploded in and taken most of the floor with it. Whether it was an intentional demolition or something, there's no way of knowing. Mm-hmm. But it is full to about 10 feet below your ledge of just this, this vile liquid. And as you're going around, you start to see there's a few more pipes that are filing things in. One of them you recognise is human sewage is pouring into that. Um, another one has... Familiar substance another to the one, underground living? Yeah, keeping going beneath that pipe, which is overhanging, so you're not actually getting covered in stuff, but it is, you know, pouring over Stinky. your head. Yeah. Keeping going, you then encounter like really sharp, vinegary smell coming from another one where like, a bright purple fluid is pouring in. And, yeah, you're making your way around. It's clear that there are a number of these pipes that are pouring in just vileness into a huge, for lack of a better word, cesspit, something like that. You don't know what it is. Mm. Give me a perception check. Five plus seven, twelve. Echoing around the cavern, again, you hear that call. It could be at any distance. It's certainly not close because it's just not loud enough. Okay, so I'm going to point the torch straight up to try and see... and try and look at these pipes hoping that maybe there's a sign that some of these pipes might lead up somewhere. Mm-hmm. I assume this is a very long thing. That it's I'm actually thinking. quite circular. It's, oh, it's right. just massive. Okay. So, okay so and there's no sense. way of telling how deep the liquid is in the sense that, because it's f- relatively flat, it's not flowing. Yep. Okay. Who knows how deep it is and in, where it's running to. In which case, yep, looking up with the torch, trying to work out if there's any way that any that look like they might be traversable? There are some that actually look eventually traversable. Mm. So the ones that you passed first were quite small. Eventually you pass um, one that's massive, Mm. easily like 20 foot across, Mm. where it's, and it's um, almost oblong, like the mouth is almost oblong in Mm. such a way that it's it's probably maybe a a major Parisian sewer pouring in or something. Eventually you find one, they're just poking out of the wall randomly yeah. and they're all rusted at the end, like it's not workmanship, it's someone put a pipe in there and went, you know, I'll do, and then left yeah. it for hundreds of years. Yeah. Finally, you encounter one which is roughly about as tall as Hamid, so you could fit in if you were sort of crouched over, and there's, there's no liquid coming out of it. it there's, a s- there's a slime in it, which is very, very slick, it's green, yeah. it smells like plant waste or something, and shining the light down, it goes flat, and then it starts to curve upwards slightly. Still doesn't sound like something that Zolf could traverse. You know, Sasha's thinking to herself, maybe I could tie him to the trident and carry that. 
like only his little floating platform would you could sit on that. And... Cut back to Hamid and Zolf. I've asked Zolf to teach me a cheery song to keep my spirits up. I hate you, Brent. <laughs> Maybe a sea shanty, a happy Sailing one around the sea. <laughs> 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 I, I love the idea. It's, Tell me a cheery song. What should we do with drunken sailor? Put him in the. Br- oh no, wait, that's that's horrible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah most sea shanties are, are about death. <laughs> well, let's not sing this is where the charisma comes in. It's like, comfort me. You could be dead. <laughs> You're not. Yeah, not much of a, a singer, really. How about, how about okay. you, you teach me one of your old university songs? Oh, I don't remember any of those. I know some opera. Right, am I? That's mostly about death, too. Okay, just very, very slow. Yeah. Uh, play I Spy? Cut back to Sasha. <laughs> um, so, decision time. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna head up the pipe a little way and shine the torch up. Again, it it looks like it'll be hard work, but manageable. It's gonna be slow. I mean, there's Zolf who's propping himself up on a trident currently. He can even float on his little disc. It it looks like it would be easier to just crawl up on all fours, mm. but possible. Mm. All right, I kind of make a decision and I'm, I'm gonna head back to these guys. Okay, heading back, mm. you start heading back across the route that you first yeah. took. Edging around. So I'm, I need to stop, I'm really sorry. This isn't a recurring joke, this is just a problem in my brain. <laughs> okay, and, oh God, I'm, okay. I'm gonna, I'm um, gonna add to your problems. Heading around the opening. Because <laughs> <laughs> every time! There is Silent a very, sneak. very wet stain. It appears that almost as if the liquid has been splashed all up against the wall and across the path that you walked on. So the liquid is still gently rolling and occasionally little ripples from where the, the liquids are pouring in. Mm-hmm. But it's very clear that there is a splatter of it across the walkway that you did, up the wall and disappearing up towards the ceiling. I do not recharge the light mm-hmm. and I'm going to keep edging back around to, because now I just have my back against the wall mm-hmm. um, and I am silent as. Give me a stealth check. Um, 16 plus 8, so 24. 24. Give me a perception check. 10. You haven't rolled above like a 4 for perception in three episodes. Uh, Sasha's stressed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Maybe there's a bit of mud still in her ears. <laughs> you cross across that stain, you're making your way back. You hear behind you really close an inch from the back of your head maybe that like very alien sound and it is as close to you as it could possibly be without touching you uh i stab backwards (laughs) technically counts as surprise round just blindly just uh i got my spring loaded oh you got your spring loaded that solves that problem do it give me an attack roll Okay, so that's 20, and then plus two flanking. Does this count as... No, are they no. flat-footed? Is the thing? Yes. They're not so you'll get sneak attack damage. Right, okay. Okay, you successfully hit. Roll me damage. So if she's so, fighting in complete darkness, there's this whole concealment chance, but 
since she's just doing it straight behind her anyway, maybe that doesn't you know apply what? here? Concealment starts to kind of stop applying when her reach yeah, fair and enough. the thing that she's fighting is so large <laughs> that concealment doesn't really apply. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, you're fine. Three, four, five. There is a deafening roar from behind you. Really bizarre vocalizations that are utterly unnatural. Mm. It almost is damaging you, it's that loud. Mm-hmm. Cut to Zolf and Hamid. Oh, I spy. <laughs> with my little eye. Something beginning with. Echoing across the tunnel. Evil! <laughs> <laughs> Sasha, that roar has just happened. Yep. What do you do? I run. I leg it. Yep. You leg it. <laughs> it sounds like you're just like, yes, that was the right thing. The right thing. <laughs> that's, well done. That's correct. You, I'm just you've chosen. So scared. You've chosen. Presumably, <laughs> you charge option. back. Exactly. Yeah, I'm trying to. I'm going gonna... So you begin that run. Yep. In, in your perception darkness. check. Yeah, well, in, yeah, but, like, I'm yeah, used yeah, no, to running stuck, in She's stuck to the side, she's used I know, to it, yeah. I, I'm going to allow it. Five. Uh, Five? Plus seven. Okay. So, you run, you find the entrance, you dart down it, you start running. Okay. Nothing happens. That's cool. I'm going to keep legging it. Ahead of you, mm-hmm. from two tunnels that you thought were just little alcoves, something shifts, you hear it. Can't see it. You haven't got your torch lit, but you okay. definitely hear. And it's gone. I'm running. Give me a, another perception roll. Oh, this one's finally a decent one. Uh, so fifteen plus seven. Okay. You. you hear nothing, mm-hmm. but you do start approaching where you left the others because obviously yep. you were moving so slowly with that torch. Yep. Bombing it back now, you're all right. So now I'm gonna begin to walk quietly, like because mm-hmm. now maybe I don't want whatever's pursuing me to know exactly where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Zolf. Hello. Cutting to you. You see Sasha at the very edge of your dark vision, re entering that vaulted room where there were multiple channels. Behind her, a horse. She is moving really stealthily. Like, you can't hear anything. Hamid's not even aware she's there, but you obviously, with your dark vision, can see it. She's moving absolutely silently. Hovering over her are two tentacles. They are currently from outside the corridor, and they're just draping and playing around her head, completely silently. Oh dear. Sasha, run, it's above you! I'll leg it. <laughs> I'll run, give you the light, Okay. and then like, like take a five foot step in front of them. So of all of the people to stand and take the damage, <laughs> it's not really built for that, but I guess compared to these two. Well, so you charge towards them, you throw Zolf the light. Yeah. And you I can will catch the light and hand it to Hammond. Sure. He can't wind it. He's only got one arm. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Why I threw it to you. Yeah. So you try and go, oh, no, no, no. no. Okay, I'll wind it. So you, you ching, ching, spin yeah. round. In the time that it took for that to happen, you saw the tentacles retreat away. So now what, there's light. What was it, Zolf? Now, what was that? Shh, shh, So what was it? What was it? I just was, look. It was, was behind me, and I stabbed it, and then I legged it. There were some tentacles above you. Like, what? Yeah, just, just, like brushing your head. 
how, do, how like I didn't hear anything behind me. Nothing sneaks up on me, Zolf. Nothing. Are you sure you didn't imagine it? Nothing sneaks it's up pitch on me. It's black down here. It will be designed to hunt in complete darkness. The only sense is sound. That's why, right? So it's hunting us. It's yeah, hunting us. It's hunting us in the dark. It's hunting us in the dark. Um, it's fine. Maybe I can set it on fire. <laughs> There's another echoing cry. It could be from any distance. The same one. Okay, I'm gonna get the firebomb. Did, did, did you find anything? I went down for about an hour because I was trying to be sneaky. I found a big cesspit, all sorts of weird chemicals flowing out of, I guess, Paris down there. I went Zolf, around. As she speaks, you see a tentacle poke out from one of the side tunnels. Not the one that you saw last time, a different one. It has an eye on the end of it. It turns. It's glassy, so it's, it's almost like it's got cataracts or something, but it can clearly see. I'll shine the light in its eye. Snatches its eye back. There's no scream of pain, nothing okay. like that. Uh, it's still there. Right, so it's big enough to be out of two tunnels. Okay, okay. Maybe there's several of them. All right. Okay, so the plan of running back in there okay. and setting it on fire. It basically is a big cesspit. I found a tunnel that I thought we could climb up. Okay. But then as I came back, there was something behind me and I just stabbed at it wildly and legged it. I thought I'd got away, but obviously it's followed me. I'm real. I'm sorry I brought it back no, here. It, it's fine. Um, there's one more tunnel and no tentacles have come out of that. We could just dash down that. I think I don't, I don't think Zolf can I can't can dash any anywhere I can't right now. Walk. Can can you make your hovery thing? Can you sit on that? It won't move very fast. I could pull it, push the disc. You make I your mean, little you, disc and I'll push it, it'll be like a stretcher. You you wouldn't move very fast, but faster than hobbling along. Okay. Right. At the very edge, the very, very edge of your dark vision. You can just maybe make out movement. I should point out, by the way, dark vision is normally black and white. There's no colour to it. That's the way it works. But the very, very edge, so it's, it's in the darkness, you just see, you know, like a chicken's leg, that mm -hmm. shape to it. Yeah. Imagine that, but large. And by that, I mean mechanically appropriate for a large creature. That, with a tentacle wrapped around it, sort of moves just in and out of your vision. You see the eye poke in and then pull back, and it's just lingering at the exact edge of your vision. I'm going to prep a bomb. You cannot make out a form to it. Occasionally there's a tentacle, occasionally there's a stinger. For a moment you see what might be a mouth. Certainly teeth. <laughs> right, you cast your disc. I'm going to prep a, I'm going to blow this thing up and then we're going to run down that third tunnel. I don't know what okay. it leads to, but I don't know how it can be worse than tentacle or cesspit and tentacles. Oh, yeah, 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 okay. Sure, um, I will cast that in Supernatural, so I need to do anything. The second that you begin casting something, it's gone from your vision again. And I'll get on the disc. It's mm -hmm. around, um, this will last about three minutes, and I'll do it again. Right. Totally, I've got about okay. 20 minutes. I am gonna run to the tunnel that all the tentacles have come out of, and throw a bomb down it blindly, and then run back. Roll it on the off chance of a fumble. Yeah, yeah. Or a crit. Uh, five. Five. You, you just lob it down. Yep. There's a certain bits of dust fall down. In fact, listening, you hear off in the distance somewhere the distinct sound of as a bunch more earth and stone falls. It's hard to tell the direction, certainly not in your current situation. Do you correctly light? It's closer to a concussive grenade blast than right. anything with a flash to it. It's not a flashback. Um, while Zolf is casting Floaty Disc, uh, I'm going to attempt to cast Mage Armor. 
Uh, and I roll that for 20, so I succeed. You succeed? Wicked. <laughs> that is particularly You know good what? Armor. We've never seen this before. Describe it, because Zolf can see it at least. In fact, Sasha, there is a light. There's enough light now. You've got the torch going. How's it look? What's it, what's it sound like? What's it, what, describe it to me. How's it smell? Um, so <laughs> I surround myself, conjuring it from my one moving hand. Mm-hmm. I surround myself with a very faint, unearthly, dull yellow glow. Mm-hmm. And you can see the pattern of very faintly you can see a pattern of scales within it and essentially it creates a little bubble around me that just flickers very slightly it doesn't provide any light but it it strengthens when when I'm attacked essentially. When it happens Zolf, you see and only you see as it's happening there is definitely almost the appearance of scales moving across almost all of his skin. Nothing huge it's not a big elaborate thing and obviously you've got no colouring, but it's it's almost like watching, seeing his skin has dried out. And you know those patterns you can get on dried skin? Mm-hmm. Scaly, almost. Magic. Yeah. Don't know how these, yeah. you know, wizards. Don't know, don't know you about still, arcane. Yeah, yeah, you still think that it's he's prob- a wizard, right? So oh, it's like, no. how they... We all think he's a wizard. It's all nothing. really strange. So, are we ready to enter initiative order then? Yeah, uh, yep. so I'm going to sit on the thing. I'm going to have the trident kind of um, set in the crook of an arm. You jousting? Yes. Yes. And and I'm going to be winding the other, using the other hand to wind it because I'll get it in between my thighs so that we've got a light constantly. I love this. (laughs) (laughs) Who's pushing you? Fan art. I don't know. Fan art. Sasha, Sasha has a bigger movement speed than me, so I'm assuming this will slow her down to my Uh speed. I'm running, yeah, because I've I've thrown the bomb. Something has collapsed, hopefully enough, the the tunnel. Uh, And uh, coming back and pushing you down the third time. Okay, so uh, can I get initiative rolls from everyone? Ooh. 19. 21. 10. Slightly worse because you're worse. Now, we're into the slight limitations of this system, which is you are all sort of acting simultaneously, and this whole weird pseudo chariot thing you've got going on (laughs) does really stretch the bounds of it a little bit. So you're going to have to bear with this, and there's going to be a little bit of um, fluffing the details, I think. So, Sasha, you're first on initiative order. Yep. What do you do? Presumably. Push Zolf down the third tunnel. And okay. particularly because now he's got his trident crooked out in front. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just running blindly with a stabby thing. As fast oh, as you light. can. Got the light in front of us. Yeah, we've got the light in front of us. <laughs> what we don't have any idea is yeah. what's behind us. Yeah, if anyone wants to make gif art of us, <laughs> uh, you know, with a, a dwarf on a, a hovering disc. disc. It's just well, a black square um, that doesn't refresh and it's because they just picked a different angle. Yeah. <laughs> Hamid. I'm running along beside them. Okay. Trying Zolf. desperately not to worry about what's behind us. Zolf, you are currently moving on Sasha's action. Are you doing anything extra apart from just keeping the light lit and counting? Okay. For three minutes. Okay. If I let this fall, then I have to get back on it again. So my plan is to cast a floating disc underneath it. So. <laughs> <laughs> just have a bump. <laughs> so. <laughs> so you're charging. I'm the yep. cutlery and it's the tablecloth. You're charging down. <laughs> With the light on, you see that it was a miracle that you didn't trip on the way. There's loose bits of stone and kind of thing on the floor. You got lucky, you got lucky just making it the whole sprint in the dark. Yeah. You got lucky not tripping over a flagstone. Again, with the light, it's it's fairly easy. It's not like the whole thing's a chasm. Mm. But three minutes passed and you run into a dead end. It's caved in, it's just blocked off. 
Alright guys, what magics do you have that might uh, be good for a tentacle monster that is so large that it spans two tunnels? It seems to have, like, I haven't seen anything. Like you it. haven't you haven't seen a single part of this creature. Neither of you have. The only one that's seen anything is uh, Zolf. Right, here's how it's working. I have another 15 minutes of this. After that, I can't move. At that point, you leave me and you go. Well, we, we can't go- leave you here, Zolf. Okay, at that point, we both die. Right, we're going down the first tunnel. So we go back yep. at this speed, we go down the first tunnel, get on with it. As you say that, in the very distant edge of your vision, from above, that eye comes, has a look, and then pulls away again. We need to go now. Just go. Go. All right, so I push uh, Zolf back and go up. The unknown tunnel. Because you are still at the cave-in from the corridor mm-hmm. that you picked first time, you are going to be charging directly towards where you just saw the creature. Yep. Okay, that's We're fine. going to be shining a light at it. No, that's fine. As you charge towards it, Zolt, you see there was a small crack in the ceiling where it poked a uh, eye hole through. It powers on. You glance over your shoulder. There's nothing there. Eventually, charging. Yep. The same amount of time passes. You find yourself back in that crossroads yep and presumably go dead on to the other side yep charging a lot no (laughs) i'm charging i'm pushing a disc i've got like a yep so you are all now getting really tired you've been sprinting back and forth back and forth (laughs) (laughs) well in a sense sasha you've been winding sasha hamid and zolf charging ahead Suddenly, coming into view at the extreme end of the light, mm-hmm. you see one of those weird sort of chicken legs at a contorted angle, a slightly furred and matted hide, and two tentacles which have sharp barbs at the end of them, whipping back and forth right at the edge of the light. So the down tunnel. that way. Down the way that you're going. I stop pushing and I throw a bomb over your head right at it. I cast sleep. Okay. Give me an attack roll first. 17 plus 5, so uh, 22, and it does 2d6 plus splash. This is my last bomb. It hits. Square. Mm-hmm. Nice. Still the five last. Yeah, I've still got those. Ooh, 4 and 5, so 9. Okay. Plus 2 splash damage. Hamid? I cast sleep. Okay. I successfully cast sleep. If it's got four hit dice or less, it has to make a will save. Okay. Um, The DC is Mm -hmm. 15. It does not stop moving. It does give a roar when the bomb hits and then disappear down the side tunnel. Go, go, go. Yep. Okay. Running, although I said running, walking fast. Yeah, yeah, it's fast. Okay, charging your head. Mm -hmm. You pass the tunnel, obviously, that the thing disappeared down. It's small. It looks like, for such a large creature, it's probably contorted itself in some weird ways to get down there. Mm -hmm. Made of tentacles. (laughs) I throw a firebomb in there as we pass. On the pass? Give me an attack roll not to bodge it. Six. The six on the roll, you get plus five, so it's an 11. Okay, so with an 11, yeah, you throw it down. (laughs) As we. Spurt of flame, there's no scream of anger or anything. Continuing for another about five minutes. We cast a couple of times, I guess. You find yourselves at the opening to a large cavern again. This time, as you've been running, that kind of rough rudimentary working is gone. You are entering an actually natural 
cave formation at this point. It's unworked stone. The ground gets very bumpy and wobbly and uh, take, starts taking some weird angles, gets jagged, mm. to the point where you can't really keep sprinting in this way because it's just mm. such jagged angles. You know, suddenly you're having to dock quite low, another time you're having to almost push him up over. Finally, you make it through to this natural cave formation. Mm. There is a worked stone bridge across a large, extremely long, maybe 40 foot, what looks like a natural ravine almost. Mm -hmm. The workstone is rudimentary in the ways that were before. Clearly someone tried to cross this a very long time ago and that's what left. Mm -hmm. It looks in very bad condition. The ravine disappears off. You hear the sound of running water at the very, very bottom of it. And it's clear that whilst the walls of this cavern um, mean that you're only exposed to maybe sort of a 50 foot lengthwise as it were, mm. it's clear that it continues underneath the walls mm. in further directions. Are we going to cross? I'll go back. I'll, I'll, we shouldn't all go on it at once. I'll, I'll take a piece of rope across the other side and I'll, I'll pull. We need to get on with it. I've got about okay. 10 minutes of being able to I, move. I, I go. I'm going to cross first. Okay. Because I'm the lightest. I'm very light. Oh, I'm going to tie a knot around under your arm and hold the other end of the rope. Yeah, okay. I've grabbed, well, I've, yeah, so, we've grabbed yeah. a piece of rope and just... So heading quickly. across, are you going quickly or are you going slowly? I'm going fast, but okay. I've, I'm, I've, yeah, we've, I've grabbed one end of a rope and just as you go across, myself. bits of it fall off. You hit. I see them start to slow down, dropping away. To be more careful, you nonetheless can make it to the far side with the rope. There's one brief period where a good like five foot square of stone just <laughs> drops, and you have the really, really disturbing thing where it falls, and it's falling for so long that you barely hear the splash. You just have a. <laughs> and then silence as it falls. But you make it to the far side. I jump on the disc with salt and pull along. Yeah, and pull the So pull that the our weight isn't directly on the... Uh, the weight isn't actually on it at all. Yep. Because it's floating. It can float three feet above solid ground, so... Okay. Yep. Zolf, give me a perception check. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Six. <laughs> You'll see that you're in a cavern. <laughs> what is your AC? Uh, it is 16, because I don't have my shield out. Okay. Sasha. Yep. Give me a perception check. 23. Okay. The second that you are pulled out over the bridge, mm -hmm. there is a flash of colour, a deep, deep purple. And what looks to be one of those barbed tentacles snaps out from beneath the bridge, so it was backed up against the cliff wall, oh. sneaks out. There was no way Hamid could have seen it. And it was only the only reason you're seeing anything at all is the light between Zolf's legs briefly catches a colour. It wraps itself around Zolf's bad leg. Okay. And sinks in. The barb jabs straight in. Anyone seen 127 hours? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two peg legs. Well, I've already got one useless leg. Because <laughs> I might, you know, die of poison. It sinks the barb in yanks you give me what your combat manoeuvre defence is uh, CMD is so 13 okay meanwhile mm -hmm. what's your AC Sasha 17 okay I need all my limbs I need them to climb okay 
This Are is, you determined to murder us, Alex? This is an audio podcast, so people can't see the faces I'm pulling. <laughs> Gleeful. Would you These like us things? to describe her with our faces? And what's your combat manoeuvre defence? Uh, it is 14. Okay. These things happen simultaneously. So, Zolf. It snaps out. Jabs its barb into your good leg. Yanks. Can't hold on. Ah, yeah, and he doesn't have a good leg, so... Yeah. Nah, doesn't <laughs> I mean, do I get, like, a... Yeah, what does that miss? You get a reflex save. Yeah. Eleven. Yanks you clear of the disc. Blings you out into the ravine. <laughs> you plummet. Okay. Simultaneously, Sasha... Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot the important thing. You also take um, eight damage. <laughs> yeah, that's really not the oh, important sorry, bit. Oh, sorry, sorry. Being flung into a room. Am I underselling this? It, it, it's going to get worse. Sasha. Yeah. Without realising it, because the light wasn't shining there, round your left leg oh. from the other side of the bridge, jabs its barb in. You also, I did roll these, take yeah. eight damage. Give mm. me a reflex save. Uh, 23. 23. Yep. It yanks you. Why do you have to roll to dodge Let this me finish tentacle? My sentences. A tentacle's tentacle. Let me finish my sentences or I'll just kill you. Oh, <laughs> That's how GMing works. Yeah. It yanks you. Yep. You writhe violently. It, man- it loses its grip on you, Yay. but pulls you till you are hanging Ooh. over the bridge. Is this an acrobatics check? As? Well, I mean, if I get to react to, like, falling... I would like to uh, try and basically just throw my trident um, at where it is. Give me, give me. Cool. I've got you covered. You've got to let me All actually right. GM and no, I'll finish this. No, we don't want to because you're me. As Zolf, <laughs> as Zolf, True story. As Zolf plummets, yep. the torchlight sweeps across the cliff face yep. and for one horrifying moment yep. it is outlined in front of you. You <laughs> are about a foot away from it. Oh. It is the most hideous amalgamation of limbs. There are tentacles with eyes, there are legs on the end of tentacles, there are barbs everywhere. There's no part of its misshapen torso that doesn't have a limb coming out of it, apart from a circular mouth. And that mouth has teeth within teeth within teeth. And it is has a long snaking tongue that is basically powering out towards you. It gives that roar again. So that mouth is a foot away from me. Yes, uh, bear with me. Zolf, take your reaction. Uh, I'll chuck my trident, because I can't do anything else. Um, that's just dex bait, isn't it? Yep. Four. Four. <laughs> glances off the cliff. Just, it's like you don't like the trident. That's um, my last resort. Yeah, fair. Sasha, what do you do? I throw uh, my last Fire Give me an attack roll. Into its mouth. Uh, six plus five, so eleven. It's a foot away, right? You throw it. What you thought was part of its bodily mass just rises away. It shatters onto the cliff. It does seem to pull away from where the flame is upon the cliff. And then it lunges towards you. Cut to Hamid at the far end of the bridge. You saw Zolf plucked off the bridge. You saw Sasha plucked off. She's hanging on by one arm, having failed to take it off, and you're seeing Zolf plummet. You don't even hear him scream as he disappears. No! Wait, no. Thy force. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll close the episode there. Um, 
I was here all for this one as well, by the way, guys. Just, uh, <laughs> just so everyone knows. You knew. I warned you. Oh, no, no, you no it's this. fine. I've, just, I've been sat here in silence for two whole sessions. I, I didn't warned even you. know you could be silent. <laughs> I'm really impressed. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an acquired skill. All of the mining was quite distracting. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to assume that the light from the fire flask has at least given me enough sense of where it is to start casting magic missiles. Yeah. I don't get to use both hands anymore. Oh, yeah, I took it's, one it's of those not, away. It's not dual wielding. It's pew, pew, pew from one hand. No, it's just pew. <laughs> no, it's still pew, pew. I get to cast two. Anyway. Yeah, so having put write you, this down. So having put you in fairly bad position. Yeah, fairly. I yeah. mean, he's I mean, plummeting I, still. Mm. You, have, you haven't hit the bottom yet, so you're point. still alive. It's, yeah, I'm not sure. If... I'd love to say that you level up to the point where you can cast fly on the way down. You don't. Yeah. But we will wrap up the episode there. Bye. <laughs> be sure to tune in the next week and we might... Uh... Next week when we're introducing our characters, uh, it will be Ben playing, well, I don't know. Well, my, well, my, my sign-up is... Bye. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by RustyQuill.com and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial International License. Today's episode was recorded and produced by Alexander J. Newell. To comment on episodes, make donations, and view links, images, videos, and show notes, visit RustyQuill.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Visit us on Facebook. Tweet us on Twitter at TheRustyQuill. Or email us at mail at RustyQuill.com. Thanks for listening. that the 10 seconds before each episode uh, where he's counting out Alex's expression suggests that that's the favourite part of his day. Just <laughs> a small amount of silence. Just yes, it really is. His eyes closed and he just, a little smile. Imagine all of the worst sounds of a sp- an insect or a spider, you know, the clicking. <laughs> you still got use. You still got use. Hamid and Zolf. Oh, just good. Just for a little bit of a character moment. <laughs> no pressure, just role play your asses off. <laughs> I, just, I just want to say, so, it's all a bit When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Acast and Befeller. Well,
Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skider skrætter alle de der podcast og forklarer mig nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lyt til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov og spas med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmagle. 